Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, welcome back to Horror Queers. I'm talking with Eric McCormick. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Pleasure. So we're gonna talk about Slasher Ripper, which you're currently shooting here in Toronto. Yes. And I'm, I'll start with a softball question. How's okay. that? So what attracted you to the show and were you a fan of it? Uh, I had not ever seen it before. And uh, what attracted me to it was the script. Um, if you're a slasher fan, you're going to love this season. I think um, that Aaron and Ian have just written... Uh, it's, it's gothic. It mm-hmm. takes place 100 years ago, uh, 120. And um, so it has that sort of gothic horror, foggy Victorian feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto for Victorian Toronto. And... Uh, and it, it's moody and dark in a, in, a, in a very different way than previous seasons. Yeah, because this is the first time the show's actually ever been historical, which I think a yes. lot of people are very excited for, because it feels like a bit of a novelty. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, so that actually segues very nicely into the next question. I'm wondering if you did any research to prepare to play Basil Garvey. Um, uh, no. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to pretend that I like... And I'll tell you why. A, because I'm a little lazy. But mm-hmm. B, uh, the script does all the work. It okay. truly does. It's, it, it's, I would almost say Shakespearean, particularly Basil. Uh, all of it's well-written. But Basil, Garvey... I've, there's scenes I finished in the last couple of weeks that I, I was sad when they were over. Like, really? I wanted to say those words again and again every night on stage. Mm-hmm. He is... A brutal, brilliant uh, bastard. <laughs> He's just <laughs> a bastard. And I've played some villains, but nothing like this guy. Right. Yeah, because that was really interesting. I feel like most people associate you primarily with yeah. nice guys, you yeah, know, relatable exactly. people that they would say, oh, that's my neighbor, that's my friend, that's my coworker. And yeah. here you're going to be playing somebody who. I mean, obviously, you're not the villain that we know of. That would be the widow. That's part of the mystery for yeah. the season. But it doesn't sound like. Although I could be the widow. You could never say never in Slash. It's right? one of those. <laughs> it's one of those things where my assistant read all the eight episodes, devoured them, and she can figure anything out before mm-hmm. the rest of the world. And she was like a surprise. She said, "This is a great mystery." So you have That's no so idea okay. who the widow might be. Yeah, I mean, I think the mystery of who the killer is is always one yeah. of the great aspects of the show. People yeah. love to try to figure it out, and not easy. Not, not easy. easy. Okay, so your 
shooting presumably on a set here in Toronto. Mm -hmm. What is it like when you show up at work and suddenly you're back 120 years? Like, what is the experience of working with the period piece part? Well, we've, you know, I got, really got my start uh, on a show called Lonesome Dove mm -hmm. in Calgary 20 years ago, <laughs> 28 years yeah. ago. And, <laughs> And a similar character in, in that, you know, I grew a beard and I was, uh, I was a, kind of a bastard too, but they softened, the first season they softened it because it was like, oh, well, there's a kind of a Clark Gable charming aspect to what mm -hmm. Eric's doing. And then I was like, oh, I really want to be the bad guy. <laughs> then by season two, they shifted the show and I really was uh, horrible, but not as, I still had a Southern gentleman sort of charm. Mm -hmm. Basil doesn't really <laughs> That he's right. he's a he was a street kid that that made his way, made a lot of money, and then put on all of the airs of new money, you right. know, of the bourgeois. And um, I said, Ian Carpenter said to me, "How do you see him?" And I said, "Whatever he was, whatever he is underneath, on the outside, he's Colin Fior. Right. You know, he just really, <laughs> he really wants to be that." aristocrat and he's pretty successful until once in a while he just loses it and then right. the other side comes out. That sounds almost a little Deadwood, doesn't it? it it's very, yeah. And that's was, I mean, my character in Lonesome Dove was very Ian McShane before Ian McShane, except right. that I didn't get to say fuck you and stuff like that. Shame. Do you get to curse on this one at least? Oh, God, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, it's so <laughs> awesome. That's <laughs> amazing. Great. Okay, so this is a horror show. So we know also that Slasher has uh, a reputation for delivering absolutely outrageous kills, lots of gory practical effects mm -hmm. and so on. So I'm wondering, because I know you've been mentioning Lonesome Dub, but I don't think it's going to have that same level of uh, practical effects and that sort of thing. So have you been getting your hands dirty? Have you been getting to uh -huh. see what the blood is like on yeah, screen? Yeah, I haven't... They've shot a lot of stuff that is the traditional slasher, right. gory deaths. Um, I've done a few bloody things, but mm -hmm. um, but I have not. Uh, I have not really seen the okay. the Cheesecake Factory of, of right of gore. Yes. <laughs> okay, I, I like the way you danced around it. It's good. <laughs> we'll keep that. <laughs> um, you you may not be able to comment on this then, but are you able to tell me if you have a favorite kill of the season? Um, I don't think I can comment on that. Okay, okay. What about a favorite character that isn't the one you play? Mm. Um, well, there's two, there's two sisters. Uh, they're all played by actresses that have been on the, uh, on the show many times, mm -hmm. so they, they'll be familiar to the slasher audience. Um, uh, Paula and Sabrina. Um, yes. Yes, and they're playing, um, very wicked sisters and uh, they're delicious characters. Oh yeah. Uh, and Dan Cash is in it. I think he's done one season before playing a police superintendent and he's uh, hysterical. <laughs> it sounds like it's a bit of a rogues gallery of like not nice people. Exactly right. Okay. Exactly right. I don't, I don't know from other slasher seasons whether the people that got killed deserved it. This... <laughs> This season, pretty yes, much everybody they, deserves it. They deserve it. it. Okay. I won't, I won't tell you why, but they, they're, they're all sort of united in, in a reason why they 
Right. The well, yeah, because the widow's coming after. Them. They're being targeted. Yeah. So that's interesting because the show has never been afraid to have bad people at its core, or at least people who are guilty of having done something wherein they deserve it. It's not yeah. like they go off to summer camp and they happen to have sex right. and then they get murdered. It's like the show isn't afraid to make ugly people yeah. die badly. And live bad. I mean, like, like the stuff I get to do is Basil. I, I, I wish I could tell you all of it. It's so much fun. And mm-hmm. yet there's moments where I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I, I need to have a bath now. And not because I'm covered with blood, because I just did something that is like, oh, and I'm the, like one of the leading characters of the show, and I get to be that. That's amazing. Yeah. And what a fun character to get to play then, oh, yeah. as a result. Um, so you mentioned that this, because this is an anthology, we, yep. we're into season five now, and almost every year there's at least half the cast is returning cast members. Right. But you're coming onto this new right. after half a decade. So what's it like to join an anthology show with people who already know and have that kind of camaraderie? Well, I think what if you if you're the new character on an existing show where everybody's playing their usual characters it can be tough it can be right that's what happened with me with the new adventures of old christine you know i was great to work with julia but i'm you're the new guy i'm the new guy but this time around i might be the new guy uh physically but i mean everyone's new to these characters Mm -hmm. uh so even though uh, they could give me some back stories about what they've done before it doesn't really matter. This is the new story. This right. Is, uh, so I didn't feel that sense of new guyness as much. That's well, nice. Yeah. It's <laughs> a tribute to them too. I mean, it's not, it was not. It didn't feel like I was. I had to catch up a whole lot. Right. Okay. Nice. Okay. So now we we get to some obligatory queer content stuff because that is part of my show's piece, but also uh, you yourself are fairly well-versed in having engaged with the queer community. So um, I'm wondering how have your feelings changed around the inclusion or the representation of queer characters since, you know, Will and Grace became a groundbreaking show? Because Slasher is often a very queer-friendly show as well. So I'm hoping we're going to see that in the new season. Again, I can't comment on how, but yes. I think diversity in general, uh, whether it be a queer or of color, or a, a, it's it sticks out like a sore thumb when it's not there now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, the things we accepted for so many years, whole casts of white people that were all straight. And, and, yep. You see that, you just wouldn't do it now. You'd be insane as a network or a streaming network or anything else to, to do that. And once in a while you see it, once in a while it happens and you think, was nobody was nobody thinking ahead? No one I, in know, the room. We, no one. <laughs> third season of Travelers, uh, we, we introduced a new character who is my new partner mm-hmm. at the FBI, who didn't know that we were from the future, etc. Right. And I just said, and Brad, all Brad had said was, it's a female character. And I just flat out said, well, she has to be either of color, a lesbian, or both. Right. I mean, we just have to. We, we, we have, we're, we're pretty good for a diversity of color, but we don't have a gay character. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, yeah, okay. But he said, I, I, don't, I don't know how much I can write to that. I said, well, you don't even have to. You, even, even if there's one scene, I said, where she and I were on a, on a stakeout. And she, he, what he'd written was, you know, I'm, I can, I've got to sell a call from my wife, and she says something like, wife troubles. 
And I say, yeah, and she says, yeah, me too, or whatever, just something right. that goes, oh, and, and so we don't have to comment, but let's tell the audience, there's a, there's a queer person here, and then and let's acknowledge their right to it, don't write to it, preferably it'd be nice to write to it. Yeah. But, um, but just that sticks out when it's not there to me now. And so when I, when I see a cast of six, eight characters, my first thought is, so who's, who's gay? Somebody's right. gay. Yeah. Um, and when do we get to find that out? Because yeah. it's, it's, it's necessary. So I, I'm very aware of it now. And uh, I think it's odd when, when writers don't start from the beginning. Like, just put it in the, put it in the pilot script. Right. You know? Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, the final question that I have for you, very proud Canadian, like to rep. And um, I think one of the things that I've always been most impressed about your career is that you'll go off and you'll do international uh, shows, movies, and so on, but you always come home. And I'm, I'm curious about, is that a deliberate decision? Is it just like, oh, things happen to be shooting in Toronto in Vancouver because that's where some of the genre properties that you've been working on have been. Right. Um, yeah, just... It's kind of... It, it's half and half. You know, you, you're offered something and it shoots where it shoots. But mm-hmm. I... Things have changed for me right now. There's places I won't... I'm not going to go to shoot. Right. There's, there's states I'm not going to go. Yeah. And I want more than ever to shoot in Canada. I, and particularly in Vancouver, because we have a home there, but of course mm-hmm. I love coming home to Toronto. Um, and, but rather than just hoping some big American show shoots here, it's like, well, let's cre- create content. And right. let's, you know, so this, like I said, the show that I, I hope will go for HBO um, has American characters that have come up, but, but it essentially takes place in Vancouver. It's, it's unapologetically Canada. And, um, and that was the intention. Right. To represent, but also because <laughs> I want to shoot here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, yeah, more and more, that feeling I had thirty years ago that I I have to go to find my right my life. I have to leave. Now I feel the opposite. I feel like I have to come home to, to have my happiness in my sixties and seventies. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is that you're also at a stage in your career where you can command people to come to you instead of having to go out and chase quality productions. You're um, like, I would like to do something here. What is available? Yeah. Pitch me now. My, my producer from Travelers, Carrie Mudd, is, uh, I think she's here today, and I'm going to find her in a second. But yeah, we've been, since, we, since Travelers ended, it's like, okay, what do we, what do, we do? Right. Well, let's find something with the intention of shooting here, more particularly right. Vancouver. But. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, very much looking forward to seeing Slasher when it finally airs on It'll Slasher. It'll be a year, I think, but I, me too. I'm looking forward to it too. Excellent. Okay. Thanks, man. Thanks.